Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. And we're live. <laughs> we are live. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. It's been it's been a while. Actually not, but I still have to say that. <laughs> it does feel like a while, though. <laughs> it really does. So uh, it's been two weeks, as always. I think it's a good schedule. I know there are plenty of people who do, like some podcasts where they do episodes like every single day. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I definitely couldn't. I, mean, uh, I don't think we could. They make enough money for. They make enough money that they can do it as a job. <laughs> yeah, but even then, every single day. But I enjoy I enjoy those podcasts too. But they're usually like two or three minutes. So you know, if you spread out the whole podcast over two weeks and do a minute or two a day, then you know, <laughs> that works too. We're, we're in the ballpark. Yeah. Um. So on my side for the weather, so it's slowly, slowly turning. To fall, I guess you could say. I don't know if, we're, if it's like late summer. I mean, today it was pretty hot, so today was mm, like in the 70s, you know, with the sun shining, no, no cloud in the sky, so it was pretty hot, but I'm definitely looking forward to fall and Halloween and pumpkin pie. I'm sure you can get like pumpkin spice latte now at Starbucks, whatever. I saw a meme on Facebook. I, uh... <laughs> My roommate came uh, back home with a pumpkin spice frosty from Wendy's last night. So yeah, then you know it's. Uh... <laughs> then you know I it's didn't full. even know that was possible. <laughs> I didn't know Wendy's had those. Uh, no, no idea. And over here, it is definitely turning to fall. It's one of the few times a year where I can sleep with my window open, and even though my allergies hate it, I'm just trying to do it while I can. And. Uh, the season-changing allergies are killing me also, so if I sniffle or anything this episode, apologies in advance. Uh, but it's nice, and I'm going to try to enjoy it as long as I can, because fall is a three-month season, but we only get the weather for like a month before it snows half the time. See, it's the opposite here. So, fall, in my opinion, is... Actually, no, that's not true, I misspoke. That's actually for winter. So for whatever reason, for whatever reason, we don't actually really get winter here. So it's more or less just fall, and a little bit colder and a little bit wetter. But there's no snow on the ground, at all. About two years back, or was it like two or three years? I think it was almost before, the, right before the pandemic, we had like a huge snowstorm in Europe, and we got like a couple feet of snow here, and that was about it. So, yeah. No, my allergies are in the summer. I don't have any fall allergies. Um, I keep telling myself I'll go to the doctor, but that's been like 10 years now. <laughs> I just die for like two months, and uh, and then it's over. So. What, you don't want to go get a scratch test? They're really fun. Yeah, my wife keeps telling me to do that. She's like, it doesn't hurt, and it's fine, and insurance will pay for it, and you'll be glad you did it. And I'm sure she's right, but I'm just lazy. <laughs> Truth be told, I'm just... it hurts a little bit for the record. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. 
I mean, they're pricking your skin open. Uh, it's not going to feel good. Okay. Well, no, I definitely won't go. Any... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the, the bi-weekly weather report. Um, and so today's episode is brought to you by us, <laughs> which brings us onto the topic, which is advertisement. Everyone's favorite uh, 60 skippable seconds of a YouTube video. Yeah, see, I don't have that anymore because I use ad blockers. <laughs> Truth be told. Oh, well, I do too, but, well, I'm going to be honest. I use ad blockers, but I also pay for YouTube Premium. Mm. But I'm more talking about the the baked-in ads. Oh, yeah. I don't skip those, to be honest. I don't skip the ads that are baked in because of the fact that it feels very personal because this youtuber took their time to accept i don't know an ad from an ad agency and it's like a customized order and i want to support them somehow so i'll watch the ad and they do track like the statistics of when you skip and when you don't skip if you pay attention to like the youtube line you can see like the most popular spots and so I'm like, you know what? It's only 20 seconds. I'll watch it. I don't find the ads to be very useful, though. Um, but I'll, we'll, we'll get into that more later in the episode. So where did you want to start in specific? Yeah, I think basically like the ads. So on YouTube. That is something I find to be very interesting. Did you hear about the scandal... Because, I mean, there have been so many scandals on YouTube ads, but there was this huge scandal a couple years back that involved ISIS and ads on YouTube. Did you hear about that? Uh, no, I don't think I did. So, um, feel free to do your do your homework, um, and you can double-check this, but I believe, like, a lot of, so ISIS or, you know, Dash, which I think is a better term for that, um, basically they use... I believe like a lot of Honda vehicles. So if you watch a lot of their videos or for whatever reason or reports about them, you'll see that they use a lot of Jeeps, basically. So they use a lot of like the same car brands. And, you know, a lot of people did like a lot of digging to figure out like why they have so many of like the same company. But that's not important. Um, so what happened was, is the YouTube algorithm associated um, cars with terrorism so like whenever you would watch like a terrorist documentary you would get like car videos so you would get and from like a whole bunch of companies so from like mercedes audi bmw ford um whatever and a lot of these car manufacturers would be associated with terrorism because of the youtube algorithm basically and youtube lost like a whole bunch of revenue uh, like a couple million a couple billion i have no idea what the difference is for them but that's the thing is like a lot of these youtube ads are impersonal um yeah so do you feel like a lot of the ads you get on youtube are directed towards you or do they do you feel like they're kind of arbitrary well like i said i <laughs> i pay for youtube premium uh, okay. so i never see pre-roll ads mm -hmm. um they got they got me on that years and years ago and it wasn't even an advertisement thing it was uh on the mobile app 
they made it so if you wanted to turn your screen off but keep the video uh. playing, you needed premium. So that's... At first, I just paid for the trial. And then I was like, fine, I'll just pay for it. And it's nice not having ads and all those other things. But, uh... Yeah, I haven't seen proper YouTube ads in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I used to pay for YouTube Premium. They gave it to me for half a year for free. And then I didn't want to pay for it anymore. And paying for like YouTube Premium, I, I do see the benefit. But for me, it's just too expensive. Like, um, a, couple months, a couple months ago, we did an episode or two about like subscriptions. And I just have a whole bunch of subscriptions. Um... And I just don't feel like adding one more to it, basically. Um, right. But what do you think well, about, like, the big... I don't know about you, but... Go on. Well, I was I was just going to say, I, I don't know about you, but, like, YouTube is my primary method of, like, entertainment. Mm. Like, I listen to it while I'm driving. I'm listening to it on my second monitor while I'm at my PC. I pop an earbud and listen to, like, a sports thing at work. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is basically the reason why I canceled everything, because we were paying for cable, and that was like 50, 60 bucks a month, and we're already paying for internet, and I never used cable anyway, so I'll just watch it on YouTube. And for me, it's not fair, because when you pay for cable, you still have to watch ads. (laughs) But in every other model that we have... The deal is, if you pay, there are no ads. If you don't pay, there are ads. But TV and radio are kind of like the exception. And I guess YouTube true, uh, YouTube as well because you have these baked-in ads. But that's another point I wanted to um, touch on. Like how, like, how reliable do you feel like these ads are? Because I feel like a lot of people on YouTube just accept whatever offer they get. Because the baked-in YouTube ads just feel so random. Like, they have nothing to do with the channel whatsoever. Um, Or is that too far-reaching, in your opinion? Well, to be honest, when I I see those baked-in ads, for the most part, I I, I understand what they are. Mm -hmm. Like, a, a company reached out to them, offered them a contract. You know, it's how they're gonna make their money on this video. Especially for, like, the kind of people who make really long-form, highly edited content that they're going to put out once, twice, or three times a month. Like, that, this is where they're going to make their profit. I don't think they really believe in it one way or another. Um, though there has been some interesting scandals. Oh, uh, do tell. I don't know if you remember this. Do, do you remember BetterHelp? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that, like, a website for, like, mental health or something that you can do online? Yeah, so I've actually seen it come back recently, but this was like maybe like six, seven, eight years ago, a long time ago. It was one of the bigger YouTube advertisers, like paid for baked in ads, and they they went through a controversy because I think it was revealed like a lot of the people they were getting on weren't very accredited mm. or things like just not just not qualified so they went away for a while i've actually seen them started to come back recently so i i assume they sorted a lot of that stuff out but there was a big controversy where a lot of youtubers 
were accused of like, oh, how could you, how could you advertise for these people? Uh, don't you vet who you're advertising for? Blah, blah, blah. There were a lot of apologies, a lot of I'll do betters. And I don't think it was ultimately that big of a deal because I don't think it went on for that long. And everyone pretty much did, you know, acknowledge that they should maybe do something different for their own mental health. That that's actually a good point. Is I think the word I forgot, which is to vet, um, because I guess there are two ways of looking at this. One way is I need to cover my cost, so I'll just accept whatever ad I get. And the other is, well, I want to produce ads that are somehow relevant to my audience or relevant to my YouTube channel. And when people are recommending stuff in ads. I always ask myself, do they have some level of expertise? Is there any way for them to know, like, hey, this product is actually genuine? And more often than not, they don't. So a couple days ago, I got an ad, I can't remember the YouTube channel name, um, about Masterworks. Because for whatever reason, that's super popular at the moment. Long story short, you can basically buy part of a painting as sort of like an NTF. Um, or NFT, sorry. And, and this YouTube YouTuber is talking about like artwork and finance and building up your portfolio. And the guy does like a YouTube channel for like gardening, for example, which has nothing to do with art. It has nothing to do with finances whatsoever. And the person isn't an expert in it. So I, I'm like, yeah, I know you got to get paid. But I don't know if I'm getting like the best advice through this ad. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's um, a healthy way of looking at it. But that's pretty much how I criticize or critique everything on YouTube. If it's not relevant to the channel, then I kind of ignore their advice. Um, that that I don't know how you see that, but that's just kind of how I go about YouTube. Well, I, I think that's the healthiest way to do it. Uh... And, and a lot of people just aren't equipped to have a good opinion on uh, what they may or may not be selling. Mm. Let me see. So another big one, and this happened, I think, last year. I, I think it was, I think the company was Noble Titles. Mm. So oh, they yeah, would I know that one. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I know that. The whole, hey, we're going we're gonna to sell you, like, a square foot of land in on some nobles land in Scotland. You're going to own it. Uh, you're going to have a real legitimate noble title. And every, every, uh, we're going to plant a tree there. We're going to plant a tree somewhere. So you're saving the environment, all these things. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out, it was like, Oh, well legally that absolutely is not how that works. And it was just some, you know, based out of some office in Hong Kong. And, uh, and then a bunch of people ended up apologizing, which was kind of a bummer because one of the guys I watched, he actually had pretty good ads for it. Like he, you know, put on a voice, put on a crown. You know, it was silly and not super crazy, but it was, I watched them. I didn't just automatically skip them. Yeah. I, so I think it was the, um, you could be referred to as a Lord. So I think like with these Scotland uh, deed, uh, whatever you want to call them, was that if you buy a piece of, so according to the ad, this isn't actually true, but according to the ad, 
if you buy a piece of land, no matter how big, no matter how small, in Scotland, they are legally required to refer to you as Lord, and you can have this added to like your passport and your ID and blah, blah, blah. And when you come to Scotland, they have to refer to you as Lord so-and-so. Um, but that's not actually how, you know, it works. That's not actually how it works in Scotland. And it was some linguistic loophole that they were trying to exploit, you know, like on a technicality. Um, but no, I didn't buy those. I think, I think most, I would like to believe that most people who saw those ads realized that it's not actually legitimate. And it's more of like a gag gift kind of thing. That's how I viewed it. But yeah, it kind of struck me like buying, naming a star after someone. Yeah. Like, hey, I I got you this for your birthday, or I got you this for Christmas. Which is a real thing. You can name stars. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or you or like buying plots on the moon, or whatever, or buying parts of Saturn. Um, or buying parts of the sky. Like, no one owns that, so you can't make money on that. But those are very popular ads on YouTube. Like, I get them all the time. Either, like, baked in, or if I forget to put on my ad blocker, uh, like, as actual ads. And I really wonder why these are so convincing. Well, I mean, they're coming from people we like and trust. Which is ultimately where, you know famous celebrities and mm. athletes and people like that that's why they get sponsorship deals because we like and trust them mm. so if you know if patrick mahomes tells me that oakley's are the best sunglasses well i i trust him to win my football games why wouldn't i trust him to pick my eyewear yeah i mean that's true i think maybe i'm a bit too harsh because i expect people to at least be knowledgeable of the field that they're recommending you know, so if he's recommending sunglasses and I know for a fact that the guy is like a super avid um, sunglass um, connoisseur or whatever you want to call it, then you're like, you know what? I can trust him. But if the guy like doesn't have anything to do with sunglasses and has no idea what it is, and then I'm like, yeah, hmm, okay. Then at least I know about the company, but this person's, I don't know, influence you know, there's the word influencer, is for me kind of null. Because they, there's no way for them to recommend me something that they know nothing about. So I would never recommend anything here if I wasn't knowledgeable about it. Um. You know what's actually funny about him? The one thing, aside from being sports-related, mm -hmm. that I think he could reasonably recommend well and have a good opinion on would be, like, sneakers. Oh. Because he's a sneaker guy. But... Sneaker people buy all sorts of different brands, so he can't really... I don't think he'd be willing to go on like, oh, yep, Nike shoes, only one for me. Please ignore the room I had built in my house for like 200 pairs of sneakers. I, See... You know, of all sorts and sizes. I never got the whole sneaker thing. I used to... I, I naively thought it was really about like wearing them, but now I realize it's just about buying them and reselling them. I mean, that's the way it appears to me. You know, buy low, sell high. Oh, there are absolutely people that, like, collect them and wear them. But it's like, it's like you go in your closet, like, oh, it's a special occasion. Mm. Should I take these out? I've only worn them three times. It might be the night for it. And I think that's kind of interesting because women are often, so this is a bit of a sexist comment. I don't actually believe this. But, you know, there's a stereotype of women loving shoes. 
But, you know, and men like sneakers, um, or I guess women love, like, high heels or whatever. And, like, no, no, they're two totally different things. Like, the whole, like, Barbie versus action figure. Um, when in reality, it's the same thing. It's just a different name. Uh, there was, who was this one guy? I can't remember the athlete's name. But he went to some basketball game a couple months back and had, like, these really fancy shoes that he, uh didn't want to get dirty, so he put them on, he put on two pairs of socks beforehand, and he put his feet on a pillow, and he didn't actually walk with the shoes, he just had them on. Did you see that? No. Uh, No, I did not. That sounds ridiculous. uh, Let's see if I can find it really quick, but, uh... But the guy didn't actually want to wear it. Um... I can't find it. But if I find it again, I'll let everyone know. But it was a really funny sight that he didn't actually want to wear... The, he didn't want to get the shoes dirty, so he had his feet on a pillow. Oh, here it is. DJ... Oh, that wasn't an athlete, so I found him. It was DJ Khaled. That's his name. I thought it was an athlete. Oh, my... Yeah, that sounds like something Khaled. Yeah, I thought it was an athlete, he, but... He's he's <laughs> the worst. Yeah, so he put his feet on a I was boot. like, that that's like the lamest thing in the world. You spend all this money on the shoes to show, like, your status and your style, and then you don't even have the confidence to actually use them as shoes. I, the two socks thing, fine. That's kind of a smart move. Nobody's going to notice. The pillow thing, super lame. No respect. Yeah, so check it out. So DJ Khaled, pillow, uh, Air Jordans. It was, it was very interesting. Um, but, yeah, then you – so – you know, you touched on a good word like influence, an influencer, and I'm super, super suspicious of those kind of people. I'm even suspicious of the title um, and how people like to use it, saying like, oh, well, like I'm an influencer. Um, you know, as you said on, um, as you said a couple months ago about the guy's name who I can't remember, <laughs> um, that, uh, that if you recommend... Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. That if you recommend something... You're like, oh, well, he's a good, you know, um, uh, athlete, for example, so I'll listen to what he has to say. And so they have to, like, earn, they have to earn the influence. And they have to, like, have, I don't know, like, some ability of some kind, play golf, play chess, be able to sing, be able to dance, anything. Whereas a lot of people on YouTube, they're just charismatic, but they can't actually do anything. Other than, you know, be charismatic. And then they're like, hey, buy this. Or, hey, buy this makeup. Or, subscribe to this website. Um, because you love me. <laughs> so, that's something I think people have to really be leery of. Because um, it's so insidious. And so, you, you know, you taught me this new word, this new concept of, like, these parasocial relationships. And that's pretty much what you have now on YouTube. Is, like, we're all friends here. You know, like, and your friend wouldn't recommend something that would hurt you, would he? <laughs> so, buy it. And I, I'm really skeptical of, of a lot of people, actually, on YouTube. You know, there is there is a flip side to that mm. that I would say you can actually get something useful out of. So, there are brands... So, obviously, for the baked-in YouTube ads, people will... Companies will pay for, like, hey, in this video... Um, we want you to put this ad in. It needs to be a minute and a half long. And if your video hits this many views in this amount of time, 
we'll pay you this much, is usually how those kind of things work. Uh, a lot of the time, it's a package deal. Mm. So there's a few shows I watch. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Underdog Fantasy. It's just another you know fantasy sports betting app. Mm. They will sponsor certain shows for an entire run. Or Manscaped Groomers. I, I watch Brandon Perna a lot. He does good sports videos. He has been doing Manscaped ads several times a week for like years and that tells me one the product is maybe not the best maybe not the worst but it's it's a real enough product that it can survive for years Mm. and afford to pay someone to advertise for it for years two they're reasonable enough people to work with that somebody will work with them sustainably for you know years at a time and uh three because They're always advertising a new thing. Not always, but, you know, like, hey, here's the new model of Razor. Here's the new model of, you know, whatever. Like, they're still attempting to innovate as a company. So that that tells me something. Yeah, that's definitely true. I can can definitely um, agree with that. I'm not super skeptical of YouTubers recommending stuff that's outside of their realm. Um... I'm really skeptical when it's so out far, uh, so outside of their realm, or they're recommending like new companies over and over because some some YouTubers do like deals, you know, where they'll always recommend like company X. The biggest, in my opinion, is NordVPN. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've seen the ads. Oh, so many VPN yeah, ads! So many VPN <laughs> ads. They're so popular. Um, and a lot of people will do, like, exclusives with, like, a certain VPN. So the first one that comes to mind is the YouTube channel I loved watching, which is, like, Linus Tech Tips. I don't really watch it that much anymore. But they had, like, a year-long relationship with um, Tunnel Bear. And um, technically, you know, it is a it's, it is an IT company, so it's in with within their realm, but still, it's not like a securities company. So, and VPN is like for like web security, and so they work together for like three or four years, I think. And so you're like, oh, okay, well, I really trust this YouTuber, and they have such a long relationship with this company, I'll buy it. But if it's just if it's just like a like a one off thing, then I'm really skeptical. And I'm skeptical of the, the the VPN ads anyway because it's all based on fear. So, like, a lot of these apps are, like, fear-mongering. Like, oh, if you don't buy our app or if you don't buy our product, then, you know, something will happen to you. Which is basically what they're doing. They're they're trying to scare you into buying stuff, which shouldn't be a tactic, but <laughs> it works. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's really funny when they pivoted those VPN ads from being mostly about security to being like, hey... Do you like watching The Lord of the Rings, but it's blocked in your country on Netflix? Have no fear. Get NordVPN, and then you can just, you know, set your des- set your location to the UK or New Zealand or wherever, and you can probably watch anything you want. Yeah, that's that's actually hilarious. I, I noticed that, too. Um, for I mean, for those listening, you should definitely know that VPNs don't really actually hide you. Uh, they don't hide you as well as you think. 
And that's the problem with like these VPN ads because they tell you like, hey, you know, we'll protect you from hackers and we'll protect you from like uh, government spying and blah, blah, blah. But they don't actually protect you as much, you know, as they think you do, as you, as, as you think they do, basically. Um, you still leave like little hints. You still leave like trails. So if the government's going to find you, a VPN for $2 a month isn't really going to protect you. <laughs> basically right um and that that's that that's the thing is people are like oh it'll protect me but it really won't um then you have to move on to things that are more heavy duty like on like the onion browser or like tor or whatever um i'm definitely not an expert so i'm not recommending anything but (laughs) um i i have been curious to look into those things but i also don't want to wind up on a list yeah, I mean, it's not something that you actually hear people advertise on YouTube because it's extremely complicated to set up properly. Like, I can't do it. But, like, a lot of these VPN ads are very low bar. It's, you know, give us five bucks, download our app, press a button, and you're done. And a lot of these, you know, like, off-the-grid kind of stuff, like the Tor browser, it's a bit more complicated to set up, and you have to be very careful. Um I guess you could wind up on a list. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. But I'm not that paranoid. I mean, for those listening, like, Tor isn't illegal. You know, like, the browser... Funny enough, the browser was developed by the U.S. Navy. Not a lot of people know that. So it was actually developed by um, the American government to protect our security, or to protect our, to protect our communication. Um, I don't know if the Navy still uses it, but... That's what it, that's what it, uh, its original purpose was was for like navy communication and blah blah blah. Oh well, that's that's a fun fact of the day. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, before we get too lost in this, I did want to keep it going on the advertising. Mm-hmm. So we discussed this before uh, before we started recording for obvious reasons. Uh, you don't really watch much American television, so you're not seeing TV ads. No, not anymore. <laughs> and I, it's interesting for me because the only time I see them is during football season because that's the only TV adjacent thing I'm going to watch. And these days, I thought I'd be seeing less ads this year, but it hasn't panned out that way because we ended up getting the NFL Sunday ticket, which is through YouTube TV. And then all Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. And then all the Monday night games are on Peacock. So it's a complicated mess, uh, but they all still run ads, and I, I I don't know. It's always so weird for me. Like some of them are fun because they know they're running them during like uh, they're running them during a football game, so they try and like concentrate the ads that have like the football players and stuff. Mm. But last year it was. I don't know if you remember seeing this online. Do you remember seeing the He Gets Us campaign? Uh, probably not. What was it about? Uh, Christianity. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So they they had the money to run ads during the football season, during games, which that's really expensive. So a lot of people were looking into them and like, who who is this organization that we've never heard of before? that all of a sudden has all this money to advertise during, you know, football games. 
And people looked at him and like, oh, it's all like right wing oil people and stuff like that. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that part. Um, it was all like from think tanks and stuff. Yeah, that's another problem. Is a lot of these, uh, a lot of these ads that seem to be very benign in nature have like uh, insidious origins or are run by less than reputable companies. Um, I would say, in terms of advertisement, the Super Bowl is like the biggest, you know, the biggest event, and I think it's the most expensive. You know, you pay like five million dollars for like twenty seconds, but I mean, they're memorable. Everyone, yeah, everyone watches it's them. Um, you know, because you know they're going to be good. And, and to be honest, the Super Bowl ads are pretty good. Uh, I think it's a hallmark. I think it's it's just as important as the sport, you know, itself. That people are like actually want to watch them because people are like oh because people talk about the Super Bowl ads as much as they do about like the the game itself. Although, admittedly, I don't watch the Super Bowl that much. I've probably seen it like four or five times in my entire life. <laughs> But I'm sure you've... You know, I don't think the ads were anything special last year. Were they? I don't remember anyone talking about them. Mm. Because usually there's like, you know, uh, an ad here or two that people talk about for a couple days and then everyone forgets about. Mm. I don't remember that. But my team also won the Super Bowl, so maybe, you know, my memory is focused on other things. But I feel like the commercials used to be a bigger deal. Yeah, you're probably right there. Um, at least they were when I was growing up, um, where everyone would talk about the ads, like, oh my god, did you see the ads? And even people who weren't actually interested in football would still watch, at least for the ads. Because, you know, they were funny, or they are edgy, or clever, um, and people would actually talk about them the next day. Um, I don't know if that's really true anymore, but like 10 or 15 years ago, you didn't really have YouTube and the internet as you know it today. Um... So you're really dependent on TV ads. I always forget how different they are than German ads. Because whenever I go back to the U.S., I do watch TV. And I'm always amazed by how many commercials there are about medicine. And, like, pills. And, oh, yeah. And insulin and whatnot. And, like, oh, you should check with your doctor if this is right for you. And it's crazy because you don't see that here. You don't see them advertising for stuff like that. Um... I think maybe like Advil or no NyQuil. Isn't that NyQuil like the for like the the cough medicine? Isn't that what it's called? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah. like you get NyQuil. ads for that here. Uh but that's about it. It gets really benign compared to like the US where it's like you get you have ads for like NyQuil and Viagra and all that kind of stuff and you don't get any of that here. Um but I think that's because the U.S. has a very high incentive, or like Amer companies in the U.S. have a very high incentive to sell their medicinal products because, you know, insurance doesn't really cover everything, so there's a higher profit margin. Whereas over here, insurance covers like, depending on most cases, ninety to ninety-five percent of it. Uh, like I bought, you know, something for my wrist a couple months ago, and it cost like a hundred dollars, and insurance covered. 94 percent so i only paid six bucks <laughs> basically for for my arm band bandage um oh that's practically free yeah but tv ads are like they're a whole nother beast um basically uh, i mean at least you can just tune out or mute the tv 
There have been some stuff here that has just infuriated me. Like what? There was a gas station. I went to this gas station last time, maybe like four or five years ago. Mm. And I parked there and I started, you know, doing purchasing my gas. And the gas pump started talking to me really loudly and just spewing advertisements at me. <laughs> really? And the mute button was broken. And I, I'm a I, I'm a person I really don't like unwelcome noise. I don't like unwelcome loud noise. I don't like being advertised to. Uh, so I I've just never been back. Like I mean I I would I'm not against if I was in the area and I just want to stop for like a snack or a drink I would mm-hmm. I am not gonna buy gas from those pumps ever again absolutely not you got ads on a on a at a gas station on a pump yes I know I know they're in a few places around the country that's great I've and... never heard of that that's that's super annoying yeah and usually when you're getting gas it's like. You know, it's like self-reflection time. You got like 30, 40 <laughs> seconds while you're waiting for your fuel to pump. Just kind of like have some quiet. Nope. Why don't you come inside and buy a, buy a large soda? If you join our membership program, every 20th large soda is free. Blah, 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 oh blah, 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 blah. Oh, I, I hated it so much. I mean, I go back to the U.S. every year, and I was back there in August for about three weeks, but... I definitely didn't experience that where they had like ads on a gas pump, but I can imagine that could be nothing other than infuriating, um, nothing but infuriating. On yeah, I, I think only a few companies are doing it. Thank God, but oh, that's crazy. Yeah, but Montana, the are they self-serving or like do you have to get someone? No, they're self-serve uh, here. The only the only place in the country you need someone to pump your gas is New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, like, in the U.S., you have to prepay for your gas. I, I, I believe that's almost everywhere, um, which for a lot of your... Uh, it is in Missouri. I don't know how in, like, other states, but you have to prepay. I mean, a lot of other places. So <clears throat> this was a thing that happened, like, 20-ish ballpark years ago. I was on a school field trip, and it was a uh, it was a parent chaperone field trip, so parents were driving all the kids mm. like in a caravan, and the plan was to stop at a gas station. Everyone was going to fuel up, and then you know the school is going to pay for all of it. So basically, everyone rolled up, filled up their their gas, and left. And the gas station attendant started freaking out because like four or five cars worth of gas. Just basically stole and then then like the 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 school chaperone the like the teacher came in like no 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 i i got the i'm paying for it all it's fine (laughs) so (laughs) i think i'd have a heart attack if i saw that well especially if you're like you know this was a rural gas station middle of nowhere it's basically just for the locals and to refuel Mm -hmm. on the interstate and I'd, it seems like a crazy system that you could fuel without paying in the past. Because uh, what's stopping somebody from just doing that? I mean, there's cameras and stuff, but, I mean, it's illegal to block your license plate, but it's illegal to steal gas, too. You could just put a cover over your license plate <laughs> real quick, take the gas, speed away, some, and never come back. 
you, you, you talked about like having a moment of, of silence, a moment for reflection, you know, when you pump your gas. And I definitely can sympathize with that because I do enjoy those few seconds. Um, another ad related thing I would say are billboards, which I believe in the U.S. are more or less universal. You see them everywhere on the highway. But you don't have them here. We don't have billboards. I don't know if I've ever seen a billboard on the highway, to be honest. So, you know, when I'm in the U.S. and I drive somewhere and I drive for like four or five hours, then, you know, I see a billboard every couple, you know, every mile or so. Um, and so you can go like four hours and just see billboards on end, basically, about Jesus and whatnot. <laughs> those are the best. But here, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> have you seen those? <laughs> Um, so I have driven the first, no, the second time I went to Vegas, I drove through Salt Lake City, uh, cause that's just the way you go to get there from Billings and a whole bunch of the, the billboards were like, you don't need to go to Vegas. Last chance to save your soul. <laughs> Stop and call this number and we'll welcome you to our congregations. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. A lot of that. Jesus saves and abortion. You don't actually have billboards in Europe at all. I would say the only time you have billboards is in the city, but you don't actually have them on the roads. So if you drive for like four or five hours, you're not really going to see anything. You just you just drive. Um, but that's hilarious with Vegas and, and Jesus Saves. Uh, yeah, I think there's one state where billboards are illegal. It might be Maine. Really? I didn't know they were illegal. I have to double... There's, like, one or two states where they're either illegal or heavily regulated. Uh, I want to check that really quick to see if that's... You're right. Uh, billboards in Maine are illegal. I didn't know that, to be honest. Um... Nice. Big win for Maine. Good job, <laughs> Maine. Yeah. So, fun fact. So, billboards in Maine are illegal, and you can't pump your own gas in New Jersey. Uh, so that people have more jobs, or I don't know what the real reason is, to be honest. Um, I I think that I think that was the reason at this point. I I it'll probably just stay like that for a while. You know, until we have like um, all have Teslas and whatnot. <laughs> no, I'm sure. But no, that's very that's very interesting. Yeah, so ads are pretty. I would say they're very aggressive in the U.S. Um, in general, no matter the content, whether it's like buying, I don't know, like a new car or a new computer or like a political ad, um, which in my opinion, those are the worst political ads are the worst. Um, they get very violent, very dark, very aggressive, very quickly in my opinion. Whereas I feel like very, very, uh, if you don't vote for this person, all of our future is at risk. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's if a lot of political ads in the U.S. I feel like all, it's like an all or nothing game. Like if you don't vote for us, then everyone's gonna die, um, or my my competitor will, uh, I don't know, uh, free all the pedophiles or whatever. Like just like crazy stuff that they have in their ads. It's just uh, it's mind boggling. Whereas here, I feel like a lot of the ads are very tame. Um, in both countries, in the U.S. and in Germany, you can't say things that are untrue. Like, you can't purposely lie and deceive people. But I feel that the laws in the U.S. are a lot more lax as they are over here. Um, and because the U.S. is so big, um, each state has its 
you know, because you have, like, the federal regulations and, like, you know, the state regulations. And it always kind of differs, like, what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, and whatnot. But, yeah, we're going to get political ads soon, because come next year, uh, we're going to vote for a new president, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so... It's... Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, one thing I did want to get to before we got out of here, yeah. because I can't believe I only just now remembered this, because it was a it's a pretty infamous case. Do you remember Head On? No, I don't think so. So there were these ads. It's it's for a product called Head On, mm-hmm. and it was like it was like some applicator you apply to your forehead, and I think it would like help with headaches or fevers or something. But all the ad was was max volume head on apply directly to the forehead head on apply directly to the forehead head on oh. apply directly to the, <laughs> just repeated for their entire time slot and um that ad was also responsible for them regulating the sound you could do in advertisements because it's still true that advertisements are louder than like what you're watching mm-hmm. but it used to be a lot louder and they cranked up the volume so much on that ad that it had to be regulated. And the, I mean, the whole point of that ad is just getting that phrase stuck in your head. And it's loud and obnoxious. And I don't even know if Head On is still around anymore. I hope it backfired. But... I didn't know that. Wow. I mean, a lot of the ads are very addictive. Um, they're very memorable. I think most people can remember ads from their childhood. Um, and the point is to get it stuck in your head, but I don't remember if I ever saw ad. I don't, cause I'm double checking here. It's from 2006, but I never saw it when I was growing up. Um, oh, and, uh, another person, their commercial was pulled. I'm trying to see if head on still exists though. Oh, no clinical trials ever found evidence. It was a placebo effect. Hmm. So I am assuming it no longer exists. Huh. Okay. That's very interesting. Uh, very, very interesting. On a closing note, if any listeners want to have uh, have some fun, go into YouTube and click on uh, AI ads, like ads made by artificial commercial or artificial intelligence, and it is like the most surreal, scary thing you'll ever see. Um, it's... It's so bizarre. It's like bizarre world, really. Um, my favorite is like a pizza ad made by artificial intelligence. And it's just, look it up. It's really weird. Um, and it makes no sense. But I just wanted to add that in there towards the end. <clears throat> I, I'm going to have to look that up too because I am. Yeah, definitely do it. Oh, I've seen these. The, the actual videos. Yeah, yeah look at the there's videos. There's one for like Pepsi too. And it's horrifying. <laughs> it's really horrifying. Anyway, that's it. So we spent a whole episode talking about ads and commercials. Um, But I do think it's important. So people should definitely be very cautious about who they listen to, who they buy from, what people are recommending, why are they recommending it, do they have any expertise, you know. It's nice that people want to, you know, support themselves, and I support them wanting to support themselves. But as a buyer, you you should do your homework and do your due diligence, so that you don't get wrapped up in like some kind of scheme or whatever. So that's my two cents. I don't know if you want to throw anything in there before we go. 
Uh, no, I, I think I covered everything. All right. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you all in the next one. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. Welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.